What's up, you guys? This is the Bible Bunker, and today I'm going to talk about self-control. I'm by myself again. Zach's not here. Um, Yeah, we haven't recorded in a while, and I just thought I'd knock one out. It's actually really late right now, so I'm going to try to do this quickly. But today I want to talk about self-control because it is just so important, and I think most people, including myself, recently it's been such a big deal and something that I've realized that I am so bad at. I'm so bad at controlling my myself and my actions, my emotions. I'm just garbage at it, and it's uh, it's a fruit of the spirit, and it's the last one, and in in Galatians five, and it's also the one that if you don't have self control, you're not going to have any of the other things, the other fruits of the spirit. Um, and yeah, for example, my my brothers, I have two brothers, and we've gotten in so many fights over the years, just like all brothers. Um, and this is just a, just one example of, uh, of how little self-control I have is just my brothers. And when I, when I just start little petty fights with them and then I could stop it, but I just decide not to because I want to win the argument or whatever it is. And I, it's just foolish, foolish motive and it's dumb. It's stupid. And I am, I, I've actually stopped talking to my brothers many times for weeks um, because of stuff like this, because of lack of self-control, just be the bigger man. If, if, if just for this example, just, just stop the fight. It's pointless. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's just one example. Um, and why, why is self-control so important? Our, again, like I said, our whole lives rest on self-control and everything we do has to do with self-control. Every, when Jesus says, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me, denying yourself is having self-control to know what you want, to know what God wants, and to know whether or not they align with each other. And if they don't, to say, no, I'm not going to do that because I'm submitted to God, submitted to Jesus. And we just have such little self-control. And yeah, so right now I'm going to go through some of the examples of self-control, what it looks like to have self-control in these areas, and what it looks like to lack self-control in these areas. Um, So the first area that I wrote down is self-pity. There's so many more areas and more examples of self-control and areas in our lives where we need to have self-control than I'm, that I wrote down, but these are just examples. So just think on these self-pity. Do you just, is it like a woe is your life? Woe is me. Are you always talking about how you have everything that is, everything is bad for you. It's worse for you. I have such bad luck. Uh, I, I just, my life is so much harder than other people's and you don't even say that to people necessarily. Maybe you do. Um, but you just feel it and you think it, um, or maybe it's just a subconscious thing. Like you just feel like, oh man, I it just like, why is, what was me? Like, why, why do I, why does all this bad stuff happen to me? Um, you have to have self-control to be able to stop self-pity because in real reality, your life is not much, it's not harder than anyone else's life. It's just different. It's just different. Everyone has their, their highs and their lows. And it's not, it's not realistic that you have the worst life of them all. Stop pitying yourself. And I do that. I've like, I'm just like, Oh man, like, why do I, why do I, why is this so bad for me and not for anyone else? Well, everyone else has something that's worse for them than for others. Um, but I also have a pride problem, which is another lack of self-control. Like, man, I'm awesome. Like when I do something or when I get complimented, complimented, it is very dangerous to compliment Michael DeMille. It is a very dangerous game. You're, you might very well ruin him for about a day or so. 
Um, but yeah, here's another one, a, a very simple one, uh, selfishness. Just when someone says, Hey, can you do this? Hey, uh, can you take the trash out? Oh no, they can do it. Or, uh, whatever, whatever the selfishness is, Hey, can you do this? Uh, but they could do it or, or someone offers to do it for you. I always feel bad when I'm like feeling really lazy. That's another area that I didn't write down. That is just a terrible place to lack self-control in. Um, but I'm just feeling lazy and then someone offers to do it for me. I'm like, shoot, why did I not just do it? I'm so selfish and lazy. And then I usually end up just letting them do it anyway, because I'm selfish. Um, and we need to have self-control. What, what self-control looks like with selfishness is saying, yeah, I'll do it, or taking something for someone else. Um, what's that, what self-control doesn't look like, what, what lacking self-control looks like with selfishness is just letting your desires take over reality. Because in reality, the other person doesn't want to do it either. They just have better self-control than you. <laughs> um, and then here's another area, lust. This is an obvious one, and I, it's weird to hear this from a 17-year-old maybe, but I struggle with it too. It's a big problem, and I've, I've just sought so much counsel, and I've, I've just listened to so many teachers because it's such a big, massive struggle, lust. And what lacking self-control with lust looks like is when, you, when you're out, out in town, whether you're married or not married, when you're out in town, when you're out at the mall, when you're out wherever, or when you're just surfing the internet, are you, are you like, are your eyes bouncing to, to a, a person opposite gender, uh, like uh, at their, whatever you think is attractive about them? Like, are you naturally bouncing there? And sometimes maybe people are even so deep in that, that they don't even realize they're doing it anymore. And they don't even feel bad. They don't even think it's bad. Um, that's terrible. That's horrible. What having self-control looks like is when you, it's not like you're never going to see anything for, let's, let's talk for guys for now, because I'm a guy. Um, let's, I mean, when, if there's a girl who's, who's showing off too much of their body, what lacking self-control looks like is looking at them, looking at their body parts. That is such a lack of self-control. And it's so easy it's literally just looking and it's not like I'm never, I'm, it's unrealistic to think that I would never glance my eyes over as in like my eyes would never see them accidentally. That's unrealistic that what self-control looks like is not never looking or never seeing, I should say it's bouncing. I call it bouncing. It's just looking away. It's just looking away. As soon as you, as soon as you notice what it is, just look away. Don't, don't give in. That's lack of self-control. Another one, overthinking, when you just think way, way too much about something that doesn't need to be thought about very much. If you, if you have a lack of, you, you're literally wasting time. Um, you're, you're literally just wasting your time uh, and your energy on something that doesn't matter. And, and not that things don't matter. It's just that you, you, you don't need to be thinking about this as much as you're thinking about it. And I do that all the time. I think about things way, way, way too much. Um, like, like just little things. It's a real problem for me, but it's, it's a, it's a sign of lack and lack of self-control that you think way, way too much about something. And having self-control in that area would be just when you notice that you've thought about something enough and you, you figured out what you need to figure out, stop thinking about it, move on. Just say, I'm done with this. I'm done with this and I'm going to move on. And it's not easy, but, but it, 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 having self-control is knowing when to stop thinking. 
hatred. Um, I wrote a little note here. Just do it. Like if hatred, what I mean by hatred is arguments with someone and you're not talking to them like me with my brothers or with my mom or with my dad or whatever, or with, you know, if I'm a parent with my kid because I'm frustrated with them or whatever, like a, a bigger version is having a, a spite in your family. Just, just lay down your gift at the altar, go make it right with your brother and then come back and offer your gift to God. That's what Jesus says in, uh, I think Matthew five. Um, don't, don't wait, just get it done. Just make it right with the person. That's what having self-control looks like. You know what to do. Um, and then just a few more outbursts of anger, uh, examples hit verbally, like, like saying mean things or insulting people, um, or hitting or slamming something like, like when you're mad, you, you have to show it visually, like, or you have to do it physically. You have to show your angle anger physically or even abuse. That's one of the, that's the extreme of this, of outbursts of anger. Um, having self-control looks like when you want to say something mean, when you want to hit something, when you get really mad, um, or even if you want to hit someone like that, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Put your energy into something else. Sometimes when I'm like, I get frustrated and I just want to scream, I just like exhale and I let my body go and I just fall to the ground and I'm like, God, I don't know what to do. Please help me not to do this. I want to have self-control. Now that I've been thinking about this for a while, it's just, it makes me sad when I realize like, oh man, I was just like a couple of years ago, I would have just like, like for instance, video games, like I used to just hit my desk like when I was mad or when I lost, whatever. That is such a lack of self-control. And that's just a video game. But in real life, people do that all the time, whether it's physically or just verbally. Like they're like, they, they say a cuss word or, or even not. You just let yourself get too angry and it takes you out of the moment. That's a lack of self-control. And then just two more, coveting, uh, being jealous for something or wanting something that is not yours. Don't do that. Um, having having self-control in that area looks like, okay, I want this, but God, you've given me everything I need, everything that you want me to have. So thank you, God. And then finally, sexual, um, besides lust, or I guess lust too. Um, but for for instance, porn or sex outside of marriage um, and, and yeah, et cetera. If having self-control is knowing God doesn't want me to do this. It's the same as the other ones. God doesn't want me to do this. I'm not going to do it. And lacking self-control is saying, I want what I want. And you don't even say this. Like, I don't say it. Uh, it just, it's just like a subconscious thing. Is I want what I want. Like, I'm sorry, God. I just want what I want. It's so foolish. Don't do that. It's so dumb. It's, it's really just, it's pointless. And in the end... It, it's it's you have no fruit in the end it's just sad and you feel like half a person it's just really it's bad sexual sin and lack of self-control in that area is very very bad and etc there's so many more examples but i'll just leave it there that lasted a while one note um self-control is a fruit of the spirit it's not a fruit of man it's it's called a fruit of the spirit so pray for self-control pray for god like please just help me to have self-control in this area where i'm just i don't have self-control god help me help me to 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 bounce when i see a woman and i want to look at them i want to lust help me to bounce 
please. Like that's that that's the word I use. It's it just means I literally just my eyes just turn away immediately. Um, or uh, help me to not be so selfish. Help me to just give up what I want and do what I know I need to do. Whatever it is, pray in the situation. What like in the situation? Like like God, I want to. What do I do? What do I do? And you know what to do. You know what to do. It's not hard. Just do what you know what you need to do. Um, usually and or not in the situation just con- like pray god please help me when i'm in the situation please help me to have self-control help me to know what to do and just let me do it and if you have the spirit the spirit of god this will naturally occur um and you know some other people have self-control that, but that's just because god's way works god made the world a certain way and god's way works self-control is an it's a necessary thing to live on this earth as a human, if you, if you want to be successful, like all successful people have self-control. Um, and yeah, it's not like no other people possess it. They just know what works. And some people are actually better people. Some non-Christians are better people than Christians, but it doesn't matter. It's not about how good of a person you are. Um, and, and it's, it's also not, it is a fruit of the spirit, but it's not like God does everything. Like we obviously live our Christian life ourselves. And we have God's help. And when we look back, it's like, God, thank you for, for putting all these things together and, and leading me to this, to this awesome place that I'm in. And it's like, man, I, like, man, I was frustrated at you in the middle, but I'm so glad you did that. Um, and it's a relationship. It's, it's, it's it, like we do something, but God connects those things. Um, and uh, yeah, we have, we have free will, but we work together with God in this life. And finally, um, just focus, let's fix your eyes on Jesus. That's the main thing. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Um, let's think about his life. He was perfect. Did he ever lust? No, he never lusted. I'm not saying he never saw a beautiful woman. He, he just didn't lust after them. Maybe he didn't say the word bounce, but he didn't lust after them. Did he obey his parents? Yes. He obeyed his parents. It says that he obeyed his parents in Luke. He always, he obeyed his parents and grew in wisdom. It says it's something like that. Um, did he submit to God? Yes. He submitted to God. He always did. He, he never responded to just his impulses. Like, Oh, I feel this. I just, ah, like, ah, it's, it's, it's this tug that Paul talks about in Romans seven, that this, the flesh wants one thing, but the spirit wants another. And it's just a constant tug. But when you're submitting to God, it shouldn't be as much of a tug. It should be God. Okay. I know what is right. I'm going to do it as quickly as I can. Cause the more you think about it, the harder it's going to get to do God's way because you just want what you want. That's what humans do. They just want what they want. And you have to just quickly act and do what you know God wants. Um, yeah, he never, he always submitted to God. He never responded to human impulse, to human impulses, whatever he wanted when he, in the, in the garden, when he said, God, I father, what, what, what does he say? Father, if you, if you're, if you will, let this cup pass from me because he knew what was about to happen. He knew that not only was he going to be tortured and killed, but he was going to be separated from his father for the first time ever. And for the last time ever for three hours. And like, we don't understand how incredible that is, how terrible that is that Jesus, God was separated from God, his father. It's, it's absolutely terrible, but he still did not take the advantage that he has. And the ultimate example for Je- is Jesus. This is Philippians four, uh, chapter two, 
verses 5 through 8. This is the end right here. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. And that's kind of a confusing translation. Basically, it just means he, exi- he was God. He, as, as every Christian knows, every true Christian knows, he's God. But he didn't say, oh, I'm God. I'm going to stop this pain from happening. No. He didn't regard equality with God something to be grasped. He didn't take advantage of his, God, of his literal godliness. He was literally God. He didn't stop being God. And then verse 7 says, But he emptied himself, taking on the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even on a cross. So he was a man. He, he humbled himself to be a man. He had self-control his whole life. And then at the end, the ultimate example of self-control is saying, I'm God, but I'm not. He didn't say that. But realizing that he was God, but not taking advantage of the, of, of the amazing, amazing possibility that he could have taken advantage of. Because he had self-control and he knew, he said, Father, my, not my will, but your will be done. Because he knew what God had in mind, what God, knew, what God was doing, was better than what his flesh wanted. His flesh really wanted to just be out of that garden and to just be done already. But for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So, yeah, thanks for listening to this podcast on self-control. It's so important. Um, I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad. And I think if you're willing to do some self-reflection, you're probably not as good at it as you think. And it is just so important. So um, seek the Lord and he will help you. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one.